Hello, and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1916. The topic is nutrition, and the title is Client Nutrition Reviews. I thought I would go through a couple client nutrition reviews. I wanted to highlight one specifically and then contrast that to another. And this would be a great way for people to just learn what I talk about with my clients, what do we focus on nutrition, and some general concepts that we cover in their journals. So all of my clients, all my, all my online clients have a journal that they can put into uh, anything they want. <laughs> so it's a basically a Google Doc. They can access it 24-7. I can access it 24-7. They can put in any questions they want. I answer those every week, as well as give video reviews for any lifting uh, videos they sent me from their training. And I also do nutrition reviews. So I'll log into their nutrition tracking app, check out each day, see what they're eating, and then give feedback on those numbers just to uh, help us progress, help us move forward towards their goals, help identify anything that might be holding them back. So that's the concept that we're looking for is just a good way for us to interact every single week and discuss their nutrition. Okay, so we're gonna go through one of the clients. Uh, She is a female and she's a power lifter. She's wanting to compete in powerlifting. She's only done one kind of unsanctioned meet so far. She wants to get into doing full powerlifting. She is around 190-ish pounds, and she would like to lose some body fat while gaining strength and muscle. She does actually have a lot of muscle, and she's relatively tall. So the 190 pounds is is deceptive in the sense that she doesn't have as much body fat as what that would sound like it would be. (laughs) Um, So very happy for her. She's very active before we started working together with uh, like burn boot camp and classes and things like that. But she's new to strength-based training. She's also new to having nutrition that is structured around how would you eat for the rest of your life. So when she's done diets in the past, she's tried diets that were very regimented, had very specific structure, very specific foods, but it wasn't a long-lasting approach. It was, what would take 15 pounds off? Let me do that. And then after that, like they would go back to what they were normally doing. So the diet approaches were only what gets me to this goal, not how can I learn to eat better for the rest of my life. (laughs) So that's actually what we're working on is what do we focus on and how do we structure our nutrition so we can just eat healthy for life and lose fat, build strength and muscle over time, and all of it stays because it becomes a new way of doing things, not just some uh, temporary madness (laughs) that hopefully would get us to a number, but people don't realize won't allow that number to stay. So if she were to do some crazy diet, go from 190 down to like 160, but it was not sustainable, she wouldn't stay at 160. The results are only sustainable if the habits are sustainable. So if what you do to get the weight off can't be done as like a permanent way of life, the results aren't going to be permanent. The more chaotic the method uh, the the less you are able to keep of the method, the less results you'll keep, if any of that made sense. <laughs> so her targets right now are on training days, 
We do 1,700 to 1,900 calories. And on non-training days, we do 1,500 to 1,700 calories. So having a different calorie intake on on training days versus non-training days is considered caloric cycling. Uh, it, it, It just makes sense. Is on days I move more and I burn more calories, I can afford to eat more and still be in a deficit. On days I don't move as much, I don't move as many, cal- I burn as many calories, I need to eat a little less to stay in an appropriate deficit. What I'm really focusing on with this client is consistency. Just I want them to be somewhere remotely in this area, <laughs> calorie-wise, and that's going to be a big improvement. We've come from a place of just chaos and there's been days where it was only like 1,100 calories, days it was in the mid-2000s and everything in between. So I gave them the ranges, these 200-calorie ranges of like 1,700 to 1,900 and then 1,500 to 1,700, they're, they're common. That's typically the smallest range I would give anyone is only 200 calories. I have given larger ranges to different clients in different situations. This client has big long-term goals and she's motivated by results. So why I chose to have a little more of a stricter window is because she's going to expect only what the strict windows would produce. Meaning if I was more lenient with the numbers and she felt like she was doing everything right within those numbers, she would say, why are not I getting better results? So I don't want her to have that sense of defeat where I'm doing everything right, but it's not working. And instead, I'd rather have her have a target that she can aim for that when she does reach it, she will absolutely see what she wants to see. So those are our calorie ranges, 1,700 to 1,900, and then 1,500 to 1,700. Our daily protein is 130 to 160 grams. Now, I typically push clients to be, especially if they're weight training and specifically for, for like powerlifting, meaning they're lifting heavy and, and often, I typically would push somebody to one gram per pound of body weight. If she weighs 190, why am I only asking for 130 to 160? The, the point there is, is it would be the concept of one gram per pound of body weight is in reference to lean mass. So if her 190 was, you know, semi-visible abs and it was, say, roughly 15 to 20% body fat, then we would aim for 190. But she's over that body fat-wise. So we don't want to aim for 190 if really what's underneath there is a 130 to 160-pound lean person. We don't need to fuel the excess above what the lean person would be. So for myself, I weigh 280 pounds. Unfortunately, that is not all muscle. I wish. wish I was 280 with veins everywhere. Uh, but it's not all muscle. Uh, so I usually aim for around 250 grams of protein. And that's kind of like my what I consider a minimum. And I will push up higher than that because I do train six to seven days a week. So my protein needs might go over that one gram per pound of body weight. I have some clients we go up to 1.25 grams. So my goal would be is the one gram per pound of body weight being a minimum for myself. So I aim for 250 up to 300, knowing that I'm definitely not 280 lean, but I'm also not, you know, like only 200 lean. <laughs> I don't have 80 pounds of fat on me. I do actually have uh, semi-visible abs at 280. So I know that there is some amount of muscle in there that does need to be fed. And with my increased training, I, I probably need a little higher than the average. 
Whereas if somebody, if I have a client, they're, they're weight training, but it's only three times a week and they're just weight training to be fit. They're not lifting super heavy things. They're not causing a lot of joint tissue uh, damage. Then we might only aim for 0.8 grams per pound of protein. It kind of depends on the intensity of which somebody is training. And then daily sugars, we're aiming for under 60 grams a day. So how I set up these numbers, therefore how you can learn to set up these numbers, is on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. On free nutrition education page, there's a document on that page that's create your own nutrition program. You can open up that document, view it, print it, everything, and you can learn where your calorie ranges should be on training and non-training days, how much protein you should have, and then also the timing of those uh, calories and protein. Now for this client, I do have like a loose goal of them trying to eat their calories and protein evenly throughout the day, but I'm not over harping on that because what's more important is that they're just remotely in the ranges. So that's actually our main focus as of now. So recently, I went through and did a review of her days. So let's look at uh, January 14th, which is a Sunday. And that's good to note because weekends are usually trash for most people. <laughs> um, they're going to do much better typically Monday through Friday with hitting their targets, and Saturday and Sunday not so much. It depends on what life factor somebody has. So, for example, if they have kids who are into a lot of traveling sports, they're going to have way more chaos on the weekends than, say, somebody who's uh, no kids and doesn't have the traveling on the weekend. They can probably actually be more consistent on weekends, maybe, because they feel like they can control even more if they don't have work in the way. So this client, they do have kids, a little bit of chaos on the weekends, but they ate 1,463 calories, which is just under the 1,500 bottom range we want for a non-training day. So they do not train on the weekends. Then they had 98 grams of protein. That's definitely under our 130 to 160 range. And only 22 grams of sugar. Kick-ass. Awesome there. So I wrote, uh, great job on calories. Right to the edge of what we want on the non-training day. Meaning like we're really close, but we're not quite there. But protein is low. You did well with protein per meal. But dinner was low. And it looks like, based on what you ate, it was an out-and-about meal. So she had uh, a state fair, uh, like corn dog and some other things. So that tells me she's probably out-and-about, you know, at a state fair and doing some things. So that's what I mean by it looks like it was an out-and-about meal. Like if somebody has like Chick-fil-A listed, I know they're not eating that at house. <laughs> so I, I, I do go through and see the individual foods that clients eat. And then I said, so... If you know you're going to eat out later in the day, it would be helpful to add a protein shake earlier in the day or increase your protein content foods earlier in the day or during the day, knowing that likely if you eat out, like at a state fair, you're likely to be low in protein. So this would be something we want to do and what I'm raising her awareness to is if you know you're going to be out and about later in the day, it's a good idea to front load your protein eat a little bit extra protein at breakfast, eat a little bit extra protein at lunch, eat some extra protein snacks during the day. So that way, when you go out and about, if you feel as though you're not quite certain what you're eating, meaning you're not going out and about specifically to a restaurant that you can pre-plan a meal option. If you're going to a state fair, for example, uh, who knows what's going to be available? You know there's going to be food, but What's the protein content? How much is it going to cost me to get enough protein? Because protein is expensive uh, when you eat out. 
so knowing that there's going to be some challenges to hitting our protein target, it would be good to front load protein in the day uh, or vice versa if I go out during the day and I come home at night, I'm going to eat a bigger protein dinner and then maybe even a protein shake before bed. But just to understand that when we eat out, unless we're specifically planning a high protein meal, we're likely to be low in protein when we eat out. Then on the day before, on the 13th, Saturday, she had 1,217 calories, way below our 15 minimum. Only 76 grams of protein, way below, about half of what we want in protein and 15 grams of sugar. So I wrote low on calories and protein here. We'd want to be tracking during the day. And what I'm about to say here is because she was so low that it's actually easy to be aware that we're not going to be close. <laughs> because if you look through what you eat through the day and you're like, oh, okay, it's kind of a little haphazard. I had to eat a little bit of this, but I know it's high in carbs. I'd eat a little bit of that. There's not enough really protein in that. Uh, you know, so somebody has to eat a quick snack at the house and they do, you know, carrots and French onion dip. There's no protein in that. So you're going to be aware of that if you kind of are aware to think of it. <laughs> so what I'm wanting to raise her awareness basically in, in my comment here is we'd want to be tracking during the day. So we talk about time blocks and how most people think of their day as 24-hour sections. And that's um, uh, it's an old way of thinking, and it's not going to help you be the best. Instead, you want to think of your day in sections of the day. We have podcast 1757, which is a nutrition podcast titled Using Time Blocks for Easier Macronutrient Tracking. I would highly suggest you listen to that podcast. So instead of trying to remember what you had all damn day and then kind of losing track of those numbers throughout the day, think of your day in three sections. Typically, people sleep six to eight hours a day, which means you're going to be awake for 16 to 18 hours a day. Think of your day in three six-hour blocks. The first six hours, the next six hours, the final six hours. Think of your calories and protein in thirds. So for her example, if we're looking for 130 to 160 grams of protein, let's just do the math a little easy and say it's 150. 150 divided by three is 50 grams per section. So she would have 50 grams of protein in the first one-third of the day, 50 grams of protein in the middle third of the day, 50 grams of protein in the last third of the day. If she knows that and she's paying attention to that, say she eats a quick and short breakfast and she's like, there's no way there's 50 grams of protein in there. She would know then around lunch to try to ramp that up. If she missed it at lunch, then she would know at dinner to try to ramp that up and then maybe even throw in a protein shake before she goes to bed because she's been tracking per section of the day and she would know if she was behind. So when we end the day at 76 grams of protein, that tells me that we didn't track. We didn't mentally pay attention because you can't be that far off and have paid attention. You would know that you're that low and you would have a protein shake before bed. So that's what I'm wanting to raise her awareness to is to mentally track her protein. And you can do calories for sure, but definitely protein because it's much easier. Uh, but track some stuff during the day and think, okay, where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Before I eat a meal, where am I at? How many calories of protein do I need at this meal? Before I eat the next meal, where am I at? How many calories of protein do I need at this meal? It sounds like it might be a lot of pressure, but it's actually really um, anxiety relieving because you know where you're at all day. A lot of times we get anxiety by not knowing <laughs> uh, where we're at. And then we end the day off. Then you look at it the next day when you enter your data or when you get the reviews, weekly reviews from me. And you're like, oh, crap, I kind of feel like a butthead because I missed that day. 
And it's like, yeah, like that's not a good feeling. And I don't like that when I look at my own reviews. Um, you know, if I know I missed a day, I'm like, damn, I could have done that if I really wanted to. And that's a hard thing to accept is I, I would say on any given day that I want my goals. But if I didn't follow through with that on one day, apparently I didn't want it bad enough. You know, uh, I was looking for something to be easy. I was looking for a relaxation. I was looking for a day without that kind of carried stress. It's better for me to relieve stress in some other way. Better managing stress by, you know, reducing the number of text messages I feel like I have to answer each day. Or taking an extra five minutes and just closing my eyes and kind of having a quiet time during the day. It's better for me to find ways to relieve stress in other ways than skipping the things that are good for me uh, that just require a little bit of work. So definitely low in that day. So I encouraged her to do those time blocks to make sure she's not that low again. The day before that was a Friday. We had 1,945 calories. That is over our 1,700 and 1,900 range for training days. 140 grams of protein, excellent, and 31 grams of sugar, excellent. So I wrote, great job here, 45 calories over. It's not super significant. So I wouldn't like raise a red flag. I wouldn't give a speech on that. It's just we would see where we're at. If she's been trending all week a little over, then yes, we got to fix that. But if she's been trending all week right in line, then she has one random day by 45 calories. Who cares? You know, it's not going to make or break anything. So I would wait and see as I do the rest of the review before I would point that out or kind of make note of that. Then the day before that, on Thursday, 1,876 calories, great. 138 grams of protein, great. 22 grams of sugar, great. So I wrote, good job, great numbers. The day before that, so Wednesday, she had 1740 calories, excellent, that's right in her range, 11, 111 grams of protein, a little low, so 19 grams lower than what we want, but not too far off, 14 grams of sugar. So I wrote, great job, protein is low, but on this day, she only had three meals. No snacks, no nothing in between, just three full meals, and it can be challenging to hit 130 grams of protein in just three full meals. That can be challenging, uh, especially for females, because... In general, this is definitely a broad statement, doesn't mean it's true for everyone, uh, but in general, females have a harder time eating like just amounts of meat as men. So men, it's a little easier for them to have hit 130 grams of protein in three meals. However, their goals are probably a lot higher than 130. Uh, so if their goal is 200, it's going to be hard for them to hit 200 grams in only three meals. This is why it's helpful typically to have some little snacks or things in between, but she did well given the fact that she only had three meals. Uh, and what I noted was, again, that if she was mentally tracking her protein throughout the day, she could be more aware that by the end of the day she's a little low and she could try to push her protein content at dinner or add a little shake before she goes to bed. So again, we're missing a day here, but it's easily addressed if we do better mental tracking during the day. Therefore, that's Tuesday, 1,613 calories. Um... She typically trains on a Tuesday, so that's actually low for a training day. She's supposed to hit 1,700 on a training day, uh, but it's still within our general broad range of 1,500 to 1,900. 129 grams of protein, close enough to 130, good, and 30 grams of sugar. So right in range, good day. I said if it was a training day, we're a little low, but overall good day. Then on Monday, the 8th, 1620 calories. Again, a little low if it was a training day because typically that's a training day for her. 123 grams of protein, a little low. Seven grams isn't much to be low by, but 
the day after she was low by one, the day after she was low by like 19. So like it trends a little bit and then she was low on Saturday and Sunday. So she's low on protein on five out of seven days. So when we say we want the goals of strength, when we say we want the goals of muscle building, when we say we want the goals of fat loss, we can't say it and then not follow through on five out of seven days. We do need to clean up those days and get that a little more consistent. So as an overall review, I wrote good job during the week. Uh, So how I look at the numbers when I'm looking at my own data is the following. Out of seven days, how many days were quote unquote in range? For her, she had her calories right four out of seven days. That's 57% of the time. For protein, it was only two out of seven. That's 28% of the time. So these tracking numbers look worse than what our day-to-day numbers look uh, because our day-to-day is extremely improved from the past few months, which is great. All capitals, great. Uh, But it's helpful to see tracking numbers because they're unbiased. If we're in range, we're in. If we're out, we're out. And if I see I'm I'm out more than I like, I can make adjustments and be more intentional the next week. So my goal per week is to be in my range of six out of seven days with five out of seven being like, eh, okay, I was a little lazy that day. Four out of seven for me triggers, hey, I got to get my crap and, you know, tighten up. I got to get going here. I got to wake up. So that's my personal numbers, but I want my clients to know things like that. So if they were to see you know, so, so-and-so online, and they're like, I want a body like that. And I'm like, well, that body gets seven out of seven all the freaking time. They very rarely miss anything. So if you're only getting two out of seven, you're not going to get that body. And that's helpful for us to know what the reality is, is a lot of people say I'm following a program, but they're only hitting two out of seven days. You're not following it. You're aware of the program, but you're not actually following it. Huge, huge difference between I'm following a program versus I'm aware of a program that I'm supposed to be following. (laughs) So we want to be true and just blunt with ourselves. We got to handle reality. We got to handle the truth. If you try to shy from it and it breaks you down, maybe soften the truth, but don't hide the truth. You can't start telling yourself some lies. You do have to work on uh, just being true with what you're doing what you can expect from that and then that allows you to make progress and improve over time because you're aware that something needs to be improved you can't lie to yourself and expect things to turn out great so those are my skills six out of seven is a good week for me five out of seven i'm like okay not bad four out of seven i'm like okay you lazy bum you got to get going here if you say you want this you got to show it up and i start you know drilling into myself with some motivational talk so that's what I aim for is four out of seven is at least over 50%. If you get down to three out of seven good days, you're not even at 50% and very like that's, that's, that's not great. That's, you're not going to make good progress there. Four out of seven, you're at least over 50% for the week. And I would say you're going to make some slight, slow progress. Five out of seven, much better. Six out of seven, that's a sweet spot. If you get seven out of seven, congratulations. Uh, that's not necessary for 99% of people. For 99% of people, if you get six out of seven days, you're going to be very happy. So I wrote, I would suggest tracking your protein per six hours so you can be more aware of where your protein is throughout the day. So that way we can make sure we're within range more often than only two out of seven days. I ended with the following paragraph. You're doing great overall. You've made huge improvements over the past few months, and I'm very happy for you. With continued refinement, you're really going to see the scale go down while 
feeling increased strength in the gym and a better fit of your clothes changing over the next few months. So I wanted her to know that the numbers of 4 out of 7 and 2 out of 7 for calories and protein look depressing. But she's actually doing a great job. She's doing a really good job because she is making improvements. When we only get 2 out of 7 on protein, I mean, hell, she only had one day that was under 100 grams. Well, she, darn, she had two days that were under 100 grams, but one was 98. <laughs> um, before, I mean, golly, we might have only had one day that was over 100 out of a whole week. So she is definitely making improvements. We're getting more consistent with our food choices, which is allowing us to be more consistent with hitting our targets. Then if I look at another client, another client, their targets, uh, we're looking at between 1,700 to 2,000 calories and we're aiming for at least 90 grams of protein. Now she is a female, uh, smaller body build, shorter, thinner bone frame, less muscle. She wants to tighten up a little bit but build a lot of muscle and strength. So the calories are going to be higher compared to the protein. So her protein is a low, a low percentage of her total calories, but she's very active on her feet. She needs more energy nutrients, and the protein is, is going to be a challenge to get, get much higher more consistently. So this is like a starting place. So when I look at her protein over the last week, her, her goal would be at least 90 grams. And for this client, she went 86, 97, 147, 105, 124, 96, 104. So she did great. She got seven, uh, six out of seven on protein. We did miss on the Sunday. We only had 86 grams rather than 90. So I would like to eventually push her protein up to being like 120 minimum. But right now, she would have only hit that on two out of seven days. I want her to feel more success. I want her to get that. 90 to be consistent, and then we try 100 to be consistent, then 110, then 120. So we kind of walk our way up. Now, the reason why I'm choosing to walk my way with this client, where the last client, I just kind of said, here are the numbers, get there. With this client, they look they look good. They're in good shape. They have good relative muscle mass, and everything's going well. If they just make a little improvement, they're going to see a little improvement. So I only want to give them a little bit because a little bit will make a difference. Then I give them a little bit more and a little bit will make a difference. Where the previous client, if we went by a little bit by a little bit, she's not going to see anything. She's going to be demotivated and she's not going to be happy. So I do select my numbers and push clients based on where they are, how their body responds, and what their mindset is towards the process. Then for calories, like I said, we're aiming for between 1,700 and 2,000. She had a, a very high weekend, 2,500 calories plus and 2,600 calories plus, so definitely high on those. Uh, she had some fun eating out and about, uh, but since she doesn't have high body fat, we don't have to worry too, too much because she has some room to go in excess and before she would gain excessive body fat and things would go to, like poorly. But... What I'd really like to see is the weekdays being very consistent. So the weekdays, on Friday, she had 18.18, which is in range. Thursday was 17.81, within range. Wednesday was only 14.26, boo, a little low there. Tuesday, only 15.46, again, low. And then Monday was only 952. So what I'm really wanting to see for this client is we had a range within a single week from 952 up to 2,697, so basically 2,700. So you're talking about a 
a 1800 calorie range we definitely got to shorten that up <laughs> we got to narrow that down and that's going to help her have more consistent energy she does struggle with sleepiness because she has a fluctuating schedule so she's going to have more consistent energy if she can get her calories more consistent and actually protein because it helps muscle repair and then your body doesn't feel so beat up and tired all the time and then what i'm looking for is if she can narrow that range bring the high days down closer to 2000 bring the low days up closer to 1700 and get that within five to six out of seven days and hit her protein five to six out of seven days she's going to feel amazing and she's going to see better results so i'm just pushing to get her more consistent and then once she is, I'll then push the protein up while keeping the calories the same. That'll increase the protein percentage and it'll make her much leaner, improve her muscle building, which is what her main goal is. Then a third client we'll just cover real quickly. Uh, he is a, he's kind of wanting to do men's physique competitions, but he has to lose some body fat in the meantime while building muscle. And his calories on the last couple days she had, he had 1,764 calories, 213 grams of protein, and 23 grams of sugar for several days in a row. Then the week before that, he had 1,827 calories, 212 grams of protein, and 17 grams of sugar several days in a row. The reason why is he eats the same damn food every day. <laughs> so his targets right now are 1,700 to 1,900 calories on training days and 1,600 to 1,800 calories on non-training days. If you notice, that's pretty low. That's, that's around what the females were eating. Now, he weighs around 200 pounds. I had the one client around 190 calorie, uh, pounds, and their calories are very similar. The other client is only like 130 pounds, 140 maybe, but she's very active, so her calories were similar. So people's calories are going to change depending on their body weight, depending on activity levels, depending on goals. So for this client, he, he'll be happier if he's leaner faster and builds more muscle later. What I mean by that is I want him to lose the fat as we try to build some muscle rather than we build maximal muscle and whatever minimal fat loss comes with that. No, he's going to be happier if he gets leaner faster. Now, he doesn't want to get lean and skinny, so I'm not pushing that hard, but I, I do have him low on calories because I need to get his weight down. I need to get that fat off. And then he's going to start to see more muscle, be super motivated by that. And then I can start to increase his protein percentage within the calorie range, then start boosting the calories up. And then all of a sudden he's going to be full and lean and, and mean looking. He's going to look great. So right now I'm pushing his calories down. We're still having 180 grams of protein and less than 60 grams of sugar. So these three clients, I'm actually tracking the same nutrients is calories, protein, and sugar. I have other clients we include other nutrients depending on conditions they might be having or what we're working through. Uh, but he does great, and he's within his numbers 99.99999% of the time because he just eats the same damn food every day. <laughs> so he'll eat the same food for like a week straight. Then if he wants to, he'll switch some things up, plan new meals on Sunday. Then for the next week straight, he eats the same foods. And that's super consistent, obviously never misses anything because he eats the same damn food every, every meal every day. And I love that for him because he's going to make the fastest progress. Now, if you're not somebody who can eat the same food every day and be happy, that's fine. Find a couple options per meal, two to three options per meal, eat within those options. Or you can do what he does and just eat the same damn food every day and then change per week. The, the main focus is consistency. How can you be consistent? How can you get seven out of seven 
with really six out of seven being a good goal. But how do you get at least six out of seven days where you're in your calorie range, you're in your protein range, and you're not overeating your sugars? If you can do that, you're going to make awesome results. Awesome, awesome, awesome results. So that's what I would encourage you to do. So I thought it was fun just to share a little bit about uh, the targets I have with clients, the reason why we choose those targets, and then what we look at when we review their nutrition. If you like this kind of stuff, shoot me an email. Let me know that, hey, this is a pretty cool podcast. I'd like to learn even more about this. Do these more often. Or you can tell me, hey, that was boring. <laughs> Move on and try something else. Uh, just let me know what you think. If you interact with this podcast on a regular basis, I would love to get to know you. I would love to get to know what you want to know. I want to make sure this podcast is what you would like from it so that way you can live your healthiest and happiest life. So just shoot me an email, brewlironjim at gmail.com. I get back to everybody who emails me within two weeks. So I appreciate everybody that does, and I encourage everyone to do it even more. So thank you very much. Okay, if you have any questions, anything you need, just shoot me an email. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful. And thank you for listening.